The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's the last Wednesday of the month, and that means it's time for another edition of How Does That Make You Feel with Dr. Gans Ferentz. And we know that. There's been a lot of changes this year. There's been a lot of uncertainty, and it's it's pretty easy to feel pretty overwhelmed and confused. And we know what happened uh, that that murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, the the demonstrations that have followed, the calls for change that have followed. Um, you know, have a lot of people kind of asking a, a lot of questions. What can you do about it? How can you help? What do you need to know and to understand? Well, Dr. Gans Ferris wanted to tackle this this afternoon. Dr. Gans, welcome back to the show. Hey, Jalen. So good to be with you again. It's nice to talk with you, of course, Gans. I mean, this one, this one is uh, it, it's a it's a delicate one because. Um, I mean, let's be real. Um, there's a lot of heightened feelings on on uh, on the part of a lot of different people. Uh-huh. So how how do we approach this delicately yet affecting change? Yeah, see, that's that, that's a tough one, right? Because at some in some ways, um, we want to make sure you know people can take in the information and be activated to do things to help change a system that's not working for everybody. Uh, and on another front, uh, I don't know if we can be super delicate about this anymore, right? <laughs> um, there's there's been a lot of stuff that's happening, and I think a lot of the frustration and the intensity that people are seeing on the news or dealing with um, just hearing, you know, over social media or seeing, um, it is because maybe things have been a little too delicate for too long, right? Um, so what I've been telling people, uh, and it, it's really interesting, Jalen, because I, I, I know you and I have spoken about this, you know, a few times off the air and stuff like that. And I, and I actually did a uh, presentation with a couple of other colleagues to a, a group of international leaders down in uh, San Antonio earlier this year before all this stuff kind of happened and one of the things that we were talking about at that at that conference was that you know it's really time for us all to be courageous so Mm. um it it needs to be safe it shouldn't be necessarily an attack on anybody but uh i think we do also need to be courageous and i'll explain what i mean here because so if you're a black person or person of color um for us to be able to manage in life generally with the state of uh, just, you know, general society, racism, all the different stuff that we have to deal with. A lot of times we do have to compartmentalize. We have to put some stuff away, put it in a box, not look at it, not really spend a lot of time feeling it or thinking or talking about it. With all the stuff that's happening now and um, the attention that's being drawn to it on the media, that the box is not, you know, it's not not sturdy anymore, right? So stuff is leaking out. So all the stuff that people have been through, what they've experienced either themselves or their family members, um, all the big things, all the little slights, all that stuff is just kind of flooding out right now. So it can be really, really intense 
for somebody if they're black, if they're indigenous, if they're a member of any kind of marginalized community, or even if they're white and have, have, have had this, this type of um, situation happen to them as well. And so, <clears throat> so this is where the courage comes in. So there's courage on our part to be able to kind of sit with those feelings and do something with them and not have them eat us alive or be spilled over onto so-called innocent bystanders. You know, do you know what I mean? So that's yes. one part. On the people on the other end, the the allies, the folks that, uh, you know, the, the white folks out there that um, want to do something or maybe are not sure about this or have never been exposed to this or really don't know what's going on. So this is where the other courageous part is because, you know, I was actually talking to somebody just a little while ago and they were saying there's a lot of grief um, with, with, with um, white folks. And part of it is, <laughs> just having the bubble of innocence burst, right? Mm. Um, just being able to see, oh, wait a second, this really does go on. Or, or, geez, I didn't know this was a thing, and I didn't know what was going on to this extent, or, you know, so um, so often, right? And I think, I think just kind of watching this man be murdered in slow motion um, on video, uh, it really shakes people up to realize, oh, my goodness, this is... This is something, and we do need to look at that. So, it, so it's a loss of innocence for a lot of people, too. So there's grief on both sides, and I think it's important that we all look at this and be courageous in being able to sit with our feelings, but also start that dialogue so we can have an open conversation, just like the one we're having today. Yeah, and you know what? Over the past number of weeks, there's been a lot of conversations, and and they can be uncomfortable, and and, and you could be surrounded with a lot of discomfort. And I've said, you know, for some people, um, for a lot of people, let's be real. Uh, you might have to, you know, when you talk about holding a mirror up and and not just looking at the world, but taking a close look at yourself, maybe your family, uh, some history there as well. And yeah, it can be a real eye eye opener. And you know, for some folks it's maybe I'm, I'm they're going to sit back and say no i'm not going to do anything i'm not going to uh-huh. use my voice I, I i don't want to do that and i'm seeing other people who have gone to you know the other extreme you know who are who are reading who are posting who are listening right, right? you know there's different ways and and i don't think that there's a right or wrong there but there are there are folks as well gans and i can probably look at my text line right now but i'm not going to um that uh, would say, because I've seen it over the past number of weeks, saying mm-hmm. that um, you know racism is you know it, it doesn't it doesn't happen here. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, you know my my wife, my husband, I'm a minority. I've never experienced racism. Um, that the media is is just making it all worse. Right. What do you say right. to those? What do you say to that? You know. Well, that's, there's lots of stuff there. So, I know. I know. <laughs> so, um, first of all, uh, racism. Let, let, let's just define that for a second, okay? Because the the I, I think we have some faulty ideas about what racism is. I, I think we think it's somebody burning a cross on your lawn, or mm-hmm. you know, like a march of the skinheads down Main Street, or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So, that, you know, obviously, that's those are big and very obvious examples of, you know, of race, racial act, racism activities, right? But what we're talking about and, and what the folks that are demonstrating and speaking out about this, uh, they're talking about is, is systemic racism. And that is much, much more subtle, much more subtle, okay? And so what that is, is um, 
it's it's a it, it, it's an unconscious bias, an unconscious mm-hmm. belief. So that uh, it, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like when we say, um, you know, the sun was it was a beautiful sunrise this morning, or you know, great, this is sunset. Well, you know, the truth is that's not really how it works. The, the Earth revolves and the sun stays, you know, kind of relatively still. And, the, you know, because the Earth moves, it looks like the sun is coming up or going down or whatever, right? But that's part of our language. So it's, it's that kind of subtlety that's in our language and our belief system around skin color. So there's, there's something called a color ladder that, you know, really has at the very top of the ladder... Um, people with white skin, and at the very bottom of the ladder, people with black skin, and then people with different shades or the different rungs going up and down that ladder. And that has been taught along with the theory or the, the science of race, which is not a really scientific thing. That has been taught as science for many, many years until, you know, relatively recently, even this century it was taught, right? Um, or not this century, last century, sorry, we're the 2000s, right? But, um, but, uh, but it's not true. And, and so when you have that belief system that's baked into the institutions, into the way people's languages, the way people think about other people, and never challenge that, that's where the systemic nature of it shows up, and that's where the unconscious bias part of it shows up as well. Gans, I've, I've heard a lot about microaggressions Ooh. over the past number of weeks, and I was reading an article, um, and in it was um, yeah, two, two black men talking about their experiences, and uh, the one thing that one of the guys uh, kept talking about was the fact that people wanted to come up all the time and touch his hair, <laughs> touch his hair, and he's yeah, like, why yeah. do you think it's okay to come up and, and touch my hair? Right, and so when you talk about Space, yeah. Right. And, um, and you know, that would be considered a microaggression. I guess for some people it might be a little bit more. But when you start looking at those uh, those things or saying, you know, if you're if you're talking to um, a black indigenous, you know, person of color and you say, no, well, where are you really from? That sort of stuff. Instead of just saying, no, I'm from Edmonton. You know, I was born and right. raised here. I mean, those little things and a lot of folks, I don't think necessarily think about and to be honest with you I, you know I've had to give it a whole lot more thought over the past number of months as well but you really need to check some of that stuff don't you you have to pay attention to that well okay so, so let me say this right because I don't want this to feel like oh my goodness we got to rethink everything and be walking on okay. eggshells when we talk to people and stuff like that because that's that's not the point. Like, I mean, the, the, you know, your, your point of microaggressions, this is true. And this is something that any person of color goes through, like, many times a day. And it's, it's exhausting, right, to, to tell you the truth, right? But I, I, think, I think the bigger, the bigger issue here is just be aware that, mm. that you know, um, if you are not a person of color, this is not something that you, that it wouldn't come across your experience on a day-to-day basis unless you're with a person of color or you're educated and you know you're 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 kind of looking for it right and so that's and and i gotta say this it's not your fault that you don't know Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's it's not your fault if you have a life that's free from discrimination or um you know systemic racism or whatever that's that's okay it's like it's that's how we're all supposed to have it right so it's not that it's not that you know, there should you should feel guilt about that, or you should like uh, feel like you know something's wrong with you because you didn't know or because you don't experience this. 
We want to lift everybody up to that same level, though. We want to lift everybody up so that no one has to deal with, like, the microaggressions or the bigger aggressions mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So, so yes, these things are an issue, and um, and they are kind of exhausting. But it's <laughs> it, it really is just being willing to recognize that my experience is not your experience, your experience is not my experience, but let's learn from each other. Let me find out. And this is where that courage comes in because if we start having this conversation, it, it, it's kind of like with your spouse, right? If there's something that hasn't been talked about for a while that's been bugging you, you just kind of swallow it, swallow it, swallow it. Uh. And then the other person makes it okay to talk about that for some reason. They read a book or they went to therapy or whatever, and they start having that conversation with you. Sometimes, you know, you kind of puke up the <laughs> puke up the, <laughs> the conversation as opposed to talk about it, right? Yeah. Everything comes out with force, right? And so mm-hmm. understand that there's some of that happening in society right now, and it's not personal. It's not necessarily, even if it is pointed at you, it's not necessarily meant for you. Um, but understand that it's been it's been a long time where a lot of people had to swallow stuff. And so now that the conversation is happening, it's happening really fast, really intensely with a lot of kind of pent-up emotion to it. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we should shut it down again because then just the pressure just keeps building again. Uh, Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us this afternoon, and uh, we're talking about uh, being an ally for racial equality. And, you know, the text, and we don't have a whole lot of time left, Gans. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, and I, I'm going to get to this because um, I'm getting a number of questions, a uh, number of people coming in, you know, and I, I've been seeing it a lot lately. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white person. I am not a person of color. And I refuse to hang my head in shame. And, and I, I'm fed up with being called a racist. <laughs> I agree. I, I, listen, I agree. So listen, um, don't hang your head in shame. You don't have to feel bad because you were born with white skin, but other people shouldn't feel bad because they're born with different color white, different color skin than white as well. Okay, so um, the idea is not to make people feel shame for the the body they were born into, because that's that's going against exactly what the whole process is, you know, for. The idea is that recognize that there's a system that is built that. Um, it supports you, but goes against other people. Mm-hmm. You can't can't help that. If if I'm born and I'm six foot six, the system of basketball works for me. It, if you know if, you, if I'm going to be a jockey, it works against me, right? Um, it's it's not right or wrong. It just is. But I think to deny that there is a system that that works is not correct. So I heard one sociologist describe it this way. So pretend that, you know, how far you get in life is determined by how far you are able to move. It's a swim in a river, okay? So um, obviously if you swim harder and you swim for longer, you're going to go further and get further ahead than if you don't. Now, the only difference is some people are swimming with the current and some people are swimming against the current. And that's all that is, right? Uh. So it doesn't mean that you don't have to work for what you have. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that um, a, the system is built to support you and not to support or actually to go against others. Now, a lot of folks feel like, okay, well, first of all, I didn't own slaves or I didn't, you know, I wasn't racist to anybody or whatever it is. And that might be true. And maybe even if, maybe even if your family did own slaves back, let's say you're from the South or whatever, 
um, you're not owning slaves currently, right? Um, and that's okay. So, but but there is a there is a benefit to having had this system working for so long unconsciously that um, many people are beneficiaries of that other people have not had a chance to participate in. Okay, and that's that's the whole conversation. So it's not something we have to walk around with your head hung low, or you have to apologize all the time, or anything like that. That that doesn't help anybody, right? It's people feeling guilt and feeling bad about themselves, or feeling like they're attacked. That's not what that is, right? But but recognizing how can we make a fair and just society for everybody that works for everybody, and how can we all participate in the successes of a nation or a system so that you know. Um, we can we can benefit from the diversity that's already present that we just haven't been taking advantage of so far. A fair and just society for everyone. Uh, some important words right there. Dr. Gans, uh, I can't wait until someday I'm back in the 630 Ched studio and we're sitting across uh, from each other and we can have a bit of a longer conversation. Yeah. And uh, because this one, you know, certainly um, you know, merits that. I know that there are a lot of folks out there who want to know how to move forward, how to help, how to be a strong ally. And you've talked about that, about being courageous and about realizing that there are issues here and 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 understand that if you don't know that that's okay and that to accept you know some of this discomfort around these conversations that we're having but there's there's a lot of resources out there as well as far as you know things that people can read that they can watch online um and and i know that there's you you would have lists of them is is there any one, you know, great place where people might be able to go to learn a little bit more, find out a little bit more um, off the top of your head? Well, there's two, there's two I'd say. Um, one is the Canadian Museum for Human Rights. Uh, their website is quite good. I was on there this morning looking at that. And so they got a lot of stories about, you know, specific to Canada. So because a lot yeah. of us, we think, well, we're better. You know, we're not like that. But it's a global issue, right? And we have our own history with uh, with uh, race, not just with uh, the black population, but also with the indigenous population. So that would be one. There's also something on YouTube. If you look up uncomfortable conversations with a black man, okay. <laughs> it's by a football player. Um, and uh, he, he is talking about, you know, kind of what, what's going on right now. And let's just have some real honest, open talk. And um, I watched the first episode. I haven't seen the second episode. The second episode's got Matthew McConaughey on there. So <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it should be good. So um, this, this place of, places to start, right? And just, you know, just be open to the conversation. It's okay if you don't know. I also didn't know when I started, okay? And and mm-hmm. so if I didn't know and I'm in it all the time, then it doesn't, you know, <laughs> why would I expect yeah. somebody else to know if they've never come across it and don't have to experience it on a daily day, day, yeah. day to day basis? Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us this afternoon. You can uh, check out more, of course, at his website. It's askdrgans.com. Always lots of great information there. And uncomfortable conversations with a black man. He's suggesting sit down, take some time to watch that on YouTube. Dr. Gans, always appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Sheila. See you next time.